Hello, good morning or good afternoon. Obviously, depending on the time that you're tuning in, this is Marcus, the co-host of the BCV show. That's the book, chapter, and verse show. I want to continue with the next episode in our podcast. We just previously dealt with the perfect vaccine for COVID-19. Again, the perfect vaccine for COVID-19. We got we built our scriptural uh, Bible platform from the 46th Psalm. Um, and de definitely do hope and pray that uh, you were truly edified and most importantly that God was glorified. The perfect vaccine for COVID-19. And what is that perfect vaccine? What was that perfect vaccine? And what will forever be that perfect vaccine for COVID-19? Well, glad you asked. It's the word of God. Uh, book, chapter, verse in this unmolested, unpolluted form. The word of God is indeed a perfect vaccine for the COVID-19 and any other pandemics, especially the pandemic pandemic of all pandemics. And that's sin. The perfect vaccine for sin is God's word. And we articulated the fact that the church, the bride of Christ, as we looked at in uh book of Revelation, chapter 21 and also chapter 22, Revelation 3, I believe is verse 14 or 12. Uh, looked at various for uh, various scriptures that confirm the fact that the manifold wisdom of God, Ephesians three ten, is to be revealed by the church. The vaccine that is uh, foolproof, that is timeless, that is sin proof, that can permeate any heart if that heart is receptible, is the Word of God. So, in relation to that, the perfect vaccine for COVID nineteen, we're going to go ahead and transition into our new episode. It's only one vaccine. It's only one vaccine. There's only one doctrine. Brother Washington, what in the world are you talking about? Well, you think about this. There's a lot of different man-made ideologies as relates to what vaccine would uh, definitely help with calming the waves of COVID-19 or even to eradicate COVID-19 to prevent one from catching it. Uh, if you think about this, one that it has uh, that is in the midst of the war with the flu virus that comes every year, every fall and every winter. They don't provide you just any type of vaccine. Uh, unfortunately, we live in the United States of America. We have a president uh, who is thought for whatever reason that the, the drug or the vaccine for malaria will indeed eradicate the COVID-19 pandemic. And unfortunately, he's found that to be untrue, though un honestly and ultimately he will not admit that. There's only one true vaccine that has permeated the portals of time that supersedes race, religion, uh, perception, opinions, etc. And that's the word of God. There's only one true vaccine. There's only one true doctrine. And that's the doctrine of Christ. That being said, if you would turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. See, unfortunately, our president is not the only one that feels that just any type of vaccine would do, just any type of remedy would do. Uh, we, as, we, as it relates to the sin problem, the sin pandemic, we have denominations all throughout the world, throughout the metroplex, throughout the city, throughout the state, throughout the continent. And these denominational doctrines are getting their, uh, their basis or their origin from lies. It's not coming from the truth. It's a molested form of the truth. Thus, you have denominations and i.e. the denominational doctrine that comes after that. And unfortunately for that, for that denominational doctrine, because it does not derive from God, it is not the, the definite article, 
the doctrine of Christ. There's only one doctrine, one true doctrine. That being said, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4, this will be our scriptural platform from which we'll build this episode and these segments to come. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. The Bible reads, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Doctrine is defined as the teachings of scriptures, a set of beliefs held and taught by the church teaching or instruction as it is denoted in the Greek, uh, the word or message also as it is uh, implied in the Greek as well. Now, mind you, again, let's get back to the text. Verse two, again, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Preach the word, preach the teaching, preach the doctrine. Verse three, for the time will come. Mind you, Contextually speaking, this is in a time when Paul was still living, though Paul was uh, on the way to being uh, murdered as a martyr. Paul was in Paul was in prison as a martyr, as a willing vessel uh, to suffer persecution for the name of Christ. And contextually speaking, this was going on back then. But unfortunately, now I do mean unfortunately, the same pandemic is taking place today. What is that? False doctrine. Why is that the case? We'll get into that in a later segment. Let's continue. Verse three, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Again, they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap for themselves teachers. Let's keep reading. Having itching ears. Verse four, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. And shall be turned into fables. They will not endure sound doctrine. Verse 2 says, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. I'm reminded of the passage not too far away from this one. In chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. That's the origin of the doctrine from God. And it's profitable for what? For doctrine or for teaching but also for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The same doctrine, the same teaching, the same message, the Bible also describes in a verse before that. What does it say? And that from a child thou hast known the, the definite article again, the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus, the doctrine. Unfortunately, there's all types of doctrine. We know there's a, all types of denominations out there, but there's only one doctrine. That's like there's only one church. It's like there was only one cross. But which leads to the question, why do we have so much false doctrine? Which also leads to an additional question. Why didn't they endure sound doctrine? And again, we'll get into that in a later segment. So doctrine, let's break this word down again. We've already defined our terms instead of beliefs held and taught by the church, teaching and instruction, word or message. There's all types of doctrine. If you'll turn to Isaiah chapter 29, if you'll turn to the book of Isaiah 
chapter 29, right before Jeremiah. Isaiah chapter 29, let's notice verses 13 through 14. Again, Isaiah chapter 29. No wonder Brother Washington is not finding it because he's in Jeremiah. Chapter 29, verses 13 through 14. The Bible plainly reads, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near, draw near me with their mouth. Contextually speaking, he's crying out. They're talking about Jerusalem. You'll notice there uh, the, the first verse or rather the uh, second verse when it says, uh, yet I will distress Ariel and there shall be a heaviness and sorrow and it shall be upon me as Ariel. Ariel, there is Jerusalem also there in the first verse. Now, getting back to verse 13. Again, wherefore the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but, but obviously negates everything else that came prior to that word, but, but have removed their heart from me. Why? And their fear to toward me is taught by the precept of men, by the precept or by the doctrine or by the teaching of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish. You see the, the comparison contrast, the precept uh, of men in verse 13, the wisdom of men in verse 14, the contrast, God's teaching, God's law, God's mandate, his doctrine supersedes or trumps, quote unquote, the wisdom of men. Let's continue with verse 14. Even a marvelous work and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Obviously, if you want to write down a couple of cross references of the oh so familiar reference of uh, Matthew chapter 15 verses 8 through 9 in vain do they worship me teaching for uh, doctrine the commandments of men also the cross reference of Mark chapter 7 also verse 7 the Bible says again in Isaiah chapter 29 verse 14 therefore behold I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people God's people even a marvelous work and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise men shall Parish. Let's look at a scriptural reference for that may very well be familiar to some. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 18 through 19. They will not endure sound doctrines. What Paul was writing to Timothy. That's not just any doctrine will do. And we'll all ultimately get to that. But we just want to look at the various types of doctrine and how deity feels about these set doctrines. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 18 through 19. Team. The Bible reads for the preaching of the, notice a definite article again, words do have meaning. The cross is to them that perish foolishness. Mind you, again, the wisdom of men, the Bible says, Isaiah chapter 29, verse 14, shall perish. Well, look at numbers as a cross reference there to the additional uh, things in relation to the doctrine of Balaam. Not only was there the food practices, the uh, indulging or ingesting one with foods, idol worship or rather offered up to idols, but it was also the sexual immorality uh, that encompassed the the teaching or doctrine of Balaam, you could write down if you would and turn back in your own personal study. Uh, numbers chapter 25, verse one, sexual immorality. 
They looked upon, they committed whoredoms, God's people, in the first verse with the daughters of Moab. And also uh, the 31st chapter in verse 16 of Numbers. I would also draw your attention to another cross-reference of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 13 through 18. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verses 13 through 18. 18. Uh, for the sake of time, I'll go ahead and read that. Well, obviously, uh, we, we're dealing with a couple things here. The couple things that we're dealing with are getting their origin from the doctrines of Balaam. You have foods offered up uh, for idol worship. You see that in verse 13 and following, and obviously the sexual immorality that was taking place. Uh, you'll notice there in verses uh, verses 15 and following, it reads, uh, Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot god forbid that is not contrary to sound doctrine but as the, the bible read plainly in second timothy chapter four they will not endure or the word endure in the greek they will not hold fast to sound doctrine and which definitely begs the question why well, there are some more additional doctrines of Balaam. Well, there's a byproduct of that, the doctrine of Jezebel. You'll notice in Revelation chapter 2, verse 20, a very, very similar to the doctrine of Balaam, uh, indulging in foods offered up to idols and also sexual immorality as it reads there in verse 20. And in addition to that, you have the doctrines of the Nicolaitans that was mentioned in that same chapter in Revelation, uh, that chapter being chapter two. Notice now verse 15, the Bible reads plainly. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which I hate. Look at the verses prior to that. I should have brought this up earlier. Look at verse 13. I know thy works. Obviously, this is Christ speaking to the, uh, the seven churches of Asia and specifically, uh, one of the many churches, unfortunately, that rebuked, rebuked rather, uh, the Pergamians. Verse 13. I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is, thou holdest fast my name and hast not denied my faith or my teaching, my doctrine, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr was slain among you where Satan dwelleth. Verse 14, but I have a few things against thee. Well, there was some that were holding fast to the doctrine of Christ. There were others, unfortunately, that were going the way of the doctrine of Balaam and also the Nicolaitans, uh, which God said or Christ said that he hates. You'll notice there in verse 6 and also as we alluded to the doctrine of Jezebel in verse 20. Then you see the contrast. So like there was a litany or a plethora or in corporate terms, a whole lot of doctrines, unfortunately, that was prevalent, that was uh, unfortunately relevant in the uh, relevant rather in, a, in the God's word in biblical times, contextually speaking, the same thing is going on today. Well, what's the contrast to that? It's the purest form of doctrine, the doctrine, the doctrine of of Christ. Turn with me if you would to John the fifth chapter. We'll build our platform in relation to the doctrine of Christ. John the fifth chapter verses 37 through 39. John the fifth chapter verses 37 through 39. And we see here in a nutshell, you have 
Jesus articulating the those that witness or testify of him. Uh, he bears witness of himself in verse 31. John the Baptist bears witness witness of him also as well. Verse 33 and following uh, the works also bears witness of the son of God. Verse 36. Then you see in verse 37 and we'll start there. The father also bears witness of Christ Jesus. And we'll pick up there in John chapter five, verse 37 and following the Bible reads, and the father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. Verse 38 and following. You have not his word abiding in you, for whom he hath sent, him ye believe not. Verse 39. Search the scriptures. Search the word of God. Search the prophecies. Search the laws. Let's continue. Search the scriptures, verse 39, for in them you think you have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. The doctrine of Christ, the word of God, the teachings of Christ testifies of Christ because it derives from deity. The doctrine of Christ does not derive from men. So where, where does men or man have the audacity or gets the authority to make up their own doctrine? And say that their own doctrine uh, makes one wise uh, uh, unto salvation or their own doctrine is described as being the Holy Scriptures as the word of God was described in Second Timothy chapter three, verse 15. I think not the doctrine of Christ speaks of Christ, testifies of Christ because it comes from Christ. It comes from God. Let's look at another example. First Timothy chapter six, verse three. Again, first Timothy chapter six, verse three. If you're tuning into this podcast and if you thought that you could just listen to the podcast, the book chapter verse show uh, with the ESPN magazine, a uh, uh, any other magazine outside the word of God. I'm sorry. Uh, we give book chapter verse because it's the book chapter verse, the entirety of the word of God that would save one soul. Again, we're turning now to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 3. The doctrine of Christ versus the doctrine of men. Verse uh, 3 of 1 Timothy chapter 6. The Bible reads, if any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words. Look, words do have meaning. Even the words of my Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, what does the Bible say about that individual? He is proud. If I go in and erect, erect my own, originate my own doctrine and, and say that this doctrine here leads one to salvation or this doctrine here derives from deity, if I don't stick to the only doctrine which provides salvation, that's the doctrine of Christ, the Bible describes me plainly in verse 4. He is proud, knowing nothing, but doing about questions and strife of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, and evil surmisings. But the Bible said plainly about the word of God that it's the total opposite. It says the word of God, all scripture, rather verse 15. Well, we'll start with verse 14 of 2 Timothy chapter 3. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, the doctrine of the word of God knowing of whom thou hast learnt them, and that from a child thou hast known, it didn't describe it just any way, the doctrine of Christ, the word of God, the teachings of Christ, from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, 
they these holy scriptures, which is totally in contrast to uh, the the scripture that was just mentioned in First uh, Timothy chapter six verse four. Those who go about establishing their own doctrine, those who go about leaving the doctrine of Christ, the Bible says verse four again. First Timothy chapter six. He is proud. He knows nothing. He he goes about uh, with questions and strives, and also provides or produces envy and strifes and railings and evil surmisings. But the word of God, in contrast, what does it do? Verse fifteen again, and that from a child. Second uh, Timothy chapter three verse fifteen that from a child that has known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus the doctrine of Christ let's look at another example here if we would let's turn to Titus chapter 2 verses 7 through 10 again Titus chapter 2 verses 7 through 10 the Bible reads, in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, and there goes that word again, in doctrine or teaching, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, verse 8 and following, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary may be ashamed. Remember again, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 4, he's proud. Uh, he produces envy. He produces strife. Why? He has left the doctrines of Christ. Let's continue here, however. In Titus chapter two, verses eight and following sound speech that cannot be condemned, uh, that he that is of the contrary may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Remember Paul in uh, his letter to Timothy to study Timothy, rather uh, to study, to show thyself, Timothy, uh, a, a, a worker that is approved. Verse verse 15 of second Timothy chapter two study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that what need not to be ashamed that goes on and finishes this says rightly dividing the word of truth the doctrine of truth but in here in titus chapter 2 verse 8 sound speech that cannot be condemned that he that is of the contrary contrary to the doctrine of christ what does it say uh, may be ashamed having no evil thing to say of you. Let's continue to read. Exhort servants to be obedient to their masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloined, but showing, verse 10, all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. The doctrine of Christ versus the foolery and false doctrine of men. If you want to write down the scripture reference of Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, the doctrine of Christ, uh, Brother Washington, what is the doctrine of Christ? What does it allude to? What does the doctrine of Christ talk about? Well, you could preach Jesus Christ and lead once in salvation by way of the doctrine of Christ. Brother Washington, how in the world do you know this? Because the Bible says so. Acts the 8th chapter. Remember, Philip, uh, the servant of God, was sent by way of God to join himself to the Ethiopian eunuch, to join himself to the charity, the charity of the Ethiopian eunuch, and Acts the eighth chapter. And uh, once he, uh, once he came in contact into the presence of the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, he asked him a question because uh, the Ethiopian eunuch was reading from the doctrine, reading from the Word of God. He asked him a question, verse thirty: Understandest thou what thou readest? The Ethiopian eunuch responded, "How can I accept some man God?" 
guide me. Uh, he desired for me that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture coming from the book, the word of God. Um, and obviously, if you keep continue to read in verse 32, but then it drops down in verse, oh, let's say verse 35. The Bible says plainly, then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Bible says, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. First Peter chapter four. If I'm to preach, I'm to preach and teach from the doctrine of Christ. And if I teach the doctrine of Christ, I am teaching Jesus Christ. What is, uh, what about the Jesus Christ or teaching Christ uh, provided salvation uh, to the Ethiopian unit? What he taught him, the death, burial and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you turn just a couple chapters prior to chapter eight. If you turn to Acts chapter 3 and verse 20, again, Acts chapter 3, verse B and verse 20, the Bible reads, And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before him was preached unto you. If one is to orotate, he's supposed to orotate or to teach sound doctrine, which equates to wholesome words, which one would not be ashamed, which leads one to salvation. He's to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. The tried and true vaccine for COVID-19 comes from God's word and it's Jesus Christ Almighty. He preached Jesus. Let's turn to, well, in your own personal uh, time, I would advise you to look at, obviously, in relation to the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, i.e. the doctrine of Christ. Luke chapter 24, verse 46, uh, would also, you can attach the scriptural reference of Mark chapter 9, verse 31. These two passages obviously uh, denotes and provides the understanding of what the doctrine of Christ uh, entails of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll turn to an additional passage here, Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, if you would. You don't mind, do you? Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. Paul's epistle, a letter to the church at Colossae. You see the doctrine of Christ. It's it's that, that's the beauty of God's word. Also, outside of everything else, the fluidity of God's word from Genesis to Revelation, it does not contradict itself. It fulfills itself. It proves its own self. And it's its best commentary. Again, Colossians chapter two, verse number 12. The Bible reads, bear with him, him being Christ Jesus in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who raised him from the dead. The death, burial, and resurrection, the doctrine of Christ. This same doctrine that the apostles, they were willing to endure it. The apostles, they didn't leave it. The same doctrine is what the apostles taught by way of, by way of, the logic and deduction. If Christ Jesus uh, didn't, if he did, Christ Jesus didn't clash with the teachings of God. If Christ Jesus mirrored and was fluid with the teachings or the word of God, John the twelfth chapter verse forty nine uh, through fifty. If the apostles taught the same thing, the pioneers uh, for the church of Christ, as we'll look in various passages. Obviously, one in particular, Acts chapter two verse forty two. The early church they heeded steadfastly 
to the apostles doctrine, the same doctrine who the apostles received from Christ Jesus. Luke chapter 24, verse 36 through 43. Well, brother Washington, what about the apostle Paul? The apostle Paul wasn't around. The apostle Paul wasn't around when uh, the early apostles were there. Well, if anything, the apostle Paul preaches or teaches, it has to be a contrary to sound doctrine. Why would I bring that up? Because unfortunately, there are a sect of a cult of people who believe that to be true. And unfortunately for them, that is not the case. First and foremost, uh, let us turn there. Let's pull a couple of scriptural references on that. Uh, Galatians chapter one, verse one. Again, Galatians chapter one, verse one. Though Paul was one born out of due season, yet and still he was taught by way of the one whose doctrine it is. He was taught by Christ Jesus. Let's look at a couple of scriptural references here. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Galatians chapter one, verse one, one of my favorite passages in the entirety of the Bible. Paul, an apostle, not of men in plurality, neither by man singular, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Paul was fluid with the message of Christ. Paul was consistent uh, with the teachings of Christ, i.e. the doctrine of Christ. Drop down to verse 12. Now, verse 12, the Bible reads, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelations of Jesus Christ. Drop down to verse 16, to reveal his son in me that I might preach him, not preach myself. If a person asks me, what must I be, or what must I do to be saved? Like they did in Acts chapter two, verse 36, when they were pricked in their heart after hearing the doctrine of Christ or the teachings of Christ, Paul didn't tell them, hey, just repeat these words after me. Say this sin prayer, or say this sinner's prayer, or pay for this prayer cloth. No, he taught and preached Christ Jesus again, verse 16 to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. The apostles taught the doctrine of Christ. They didn't stray away from that. They consistently taught the doctrine of Christ. Also the church taught the doctrines or the teaching, the message of Christ Jesus, even in the midst of a pandemic. One might say, well, Brother Washington, you know, coronavirus is going everywhere. The congregations uh, throughout the Metroplex, throughout the world, unfortunately, not assembly uh, like we're commanded to do, like is customary. Uh, that's a whole nother conversation in itself. Uh, I'll just say this. One cannot compare the religious oppression and the religious invasion to this global viral invasion. Those that were enacting religious oppression amongst or to God's people were people, individuals who have a conscience has the ability to make a choice whether to do or not to do. A virus doesn't have a conscience. I digress. The churches of Christ uh, in biblical times, they adhere to the teachings of Christ, even in the midst of a uh, unwelcome invasion upon one's domicile, which is the, the definition of the word invasion. We know this because of Acts chapter eight. And verse B in verse four. Again, we know this because of Acts chapter eight and verse four. In the midst of persecution, what did the body of Christ do? The word says plainly, therefore they, uh, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching. Notice again the definite article, the word. They were consistently teaching the doctrine of Christ, the word 
of God. We know the apostles did, even one that was born out of due season, the apostle Paul. Uh, we know that the apostle Peter did, Acts the second chapter, Acts the third chapter. Uh, what does it say about you and I? Is it that times are uh, the way that they are? And so I have the ability to be able to teach any other type of doctrine. Uh, I have the ability to be able to teach whatever I want to teach. No, the perfect vaccine for COVID-19 is still the word of God, the doctrine of Christ. The Bible tells us plainly in Ephesians chapter four, verse 14, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by what? By the ways and carried about by every wind of doctrine. There's a play plethora of different teachings that man has concocted, but if they have not come from the word of God, if they have not come from God, they will not lead one to salvation and it will not equate to being a vaccine. The Bible continues in that same verse, Ephesians chapter four, verse 14, about every uh, win of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Why would I want to join myself to that which derived from God, that which is deceitful, that which is malicious, that which will not save my soul? Why would I want to do this? If I, what I should be doing, I should be doing what First Timothy chapter one, verse 10 says to do. Again, First Timothy and chapter one, verse 10, what it says to do. The Bible reads plainly, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, uh, perjurers, whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. I should, I should stray away from these said things. Why? Because they're not of God. They're not of God. Titus chapter one, verse nine says plainly, he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught. So that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. If you go back with me now to Second Timothy chapter four, as this is the first segment in the episode. So what is the perfect vaccine? So what is the perfect vaccine? Again, we'll turn back to Second Timothy chapter four. Verses one through four and the lesson will be yours. It reads plainly. And this is talking, unfortunately, about Christians. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and in his kingdom, rather, and his kingdom. Very important scripture there. If I find myself wanting to go the way of the world and I don't want to join myself to the doctrine of Christ, there will be a day. That day may come even with my last breath. You remember uh, with the rich man and Lazarus, they both died. Lazarus ended up in Abraham's bosom. Where did the rich man end up? The rich man ended up in the Hadean realm, the Tartarus. He opened up his eyes and he was in torment. There will be an ultimate judgment day. The verse two, it continues, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctor. Verse three, for the time will come. Well, they will not endure. They will not hold to sound doctrine. But after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teacher, teachers having itchy ears. Verse four, finally, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth 
and shall be turned unto fable. So again, the title of this episode, the first segment, the episode is titled, So What is the Perfect Vaccine? And this segment, The Doctrine of Christ. Thank you very much for your time and your patience and your attention. Again, this is Marcus Washington, co-host of the BCV show, The Book, Chapter, and Verse show. God bless and be safe.